Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It feels like the first day of school. Training camp is here. So much NFL excitement. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPN News. We're all over the place, but it's none of the three of them. Bart Scott, Jason Fitz hanging out with you this morning. Uh, all of our guests uh, will join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Bart, we'll get into all this. Like, it's the first day for me. Like, I'll put my fan hat on, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you got the player hat. I'm going to put the fan hat on for a second. When you're a fan, man, like, you spend all year justifying like the end of the last season that's when you really knew what your team looked like now it's like a relationship you're going through the healing process yeah, so yeah. like all of a sudden you forget some of the things you didn't like about her you think like maybe it's not that she's not that crazy you go through free agency it's like no i really missed the way she made me laugh you get to the draft and you're like oh we had all these great memories together by the time you get to training camp you are right back into the relationship with the crazy ex that's where i am as a raiders fan so like i feel this every single year like going into training camp this is a delightful day as a former player are you sharing my joy for training camp being underway well you know what the first day of school is always interesting right because I talked about it yesterday you know the first thing that happens before they officially report for practice is the conditioning test that's usually (laughs) like the funniest comedy show because you see the guys that took it seriously when you have those six weeks between the last OTA and or or, or the, the, the long camp and then the report day, and you see the guys that decide to go on vacation and fatten up a little bit, and you see guys, you start talking to them, they start going on crash diets to try and lose weight like the week before, and you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> and, and it's like the, the conditioning test is always at like high noon on the turf, and you've been working out when it was warm, when it was convenient, and you get out there, you see guys sweat like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter, and it's like, oh, this ain't going to be good, man. He ain't going to make it. Like I said, the funniest thing I ever seen, I had a teammate get carried out in a wheelbarrow. Oh, my God. Yeah, they, they discarded him like trash, too. They, I mean, get, it, get him out of here. I'm just wondering who's carrying that wheelbarrow because your two teammates are – you know, the funny thing in, in the music business, most of the time you're off right around Christmas, you know? Yeah. So everybody's in good shape. You've been playing shows all year, and then we would take this break, and you'd come back like two, two three weeks into January, and you'd look around, and you'd be like, oh, man, somebody had all of the Christmas cookies. <laughs> I can't imagine being an NFL player and looking around at your team. Like, did you have that moment looking in where you looked over at somebody and thought, huh? It's going to have a rough couple. Did you have it? No, no, come on. Oh, okay, You're kidding right, me. Yeah. Peanut was undrafted free agent. I had one foot out the door, the other on a banana peel. Because I, <laughs> I had to do everything right. You know, but it, it was always funny because you could see the guys that always battled with weight. We had you, we had a, what you call the fat man walk. And everybody, like, the, look, the, the fat guys always have to report and they have to weigh in. So you see these guys come in a couple days early. They're in a sweat box. They got, like, the baby oil trying to smother their body and trying to cut weight like they're a fighter. And you're like, that ain't going to be good, pimp. Does that work, baby? Like, look, yeah, I'm, yeah, baby. I'm, I'm two oh, weeks so, into the work okay. on Beachbody, like, so gotcha. I'm doing like all of these like crazy lifting things. If I smother myself in yeah. baby oil, am I yeah. going to lose more weight? Let me explain. Right? Okay, it's, yeah. it's like a eruption, right? Mm-hmm. What happens is, is like you putting your hand over something and the pressure builds up. So what happens is, if you put the baby oil on or or, or some type of you know heavy lube, what happens is it clogs your pores, so your body can't um, cool off, and then eventually it just. And you just start sweating out. I'm going to go buy an uncomfortable amount of baby oil. That's my uh, goal for the rest of the day in New York. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't don't get on some type of weirdo list. I mean, if I'm not already. Good Lord. All of our guests will join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And we start with some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. As excited as we are, obviously, for training camp, the one thing I know is that Jerry Jones is more excited. He spoke about his love of the team and the love of this moment at his press conference. I'd do anything known to man to get in a Super Bowl. That's a fact. 
but the thing that means the most to me and I care about, and I could probably be anywhere in the world I want to be right now. I want to be here uh, with our team. Come on, Captain Obvious. <laughs> You're a billionaire. Of course you can be anywhere you want to be. Like, stop it. And you, uh, you, you want to do anything to win? Give me your yacht. No, but, uh, well, I mean, I would take the Anybody, yacht. Well, like, I didn't say anything. Do you? Uh, he you, thinks my name's Raymond, by the way. Do, do most owners share that? Like, you think, because when I hear that, I hear a billionaire that owns a team that wants to win a Super Bowl. That seems pretty Captain Obvious to me. Like, every yeah. single owner of wants course. to win a Super Bowl. But, like, does the emotion tug at Bart Scott's heartstrings? No, I mean, listen, uh-huh. that, look, Jerry's seeing his mortality, right? And he understands he's only got a couple more bites at the apple. Like, he wanted Kyle Pitts so bad, and they forced him to be disciplined. And they, they've done that, right? Because he would, he would have drafted Johnny Manziel. So this team is, is ready for a comeback. I think last year was a bit early with McCarthy and, you know, Mike Nolan. We know that experiment didn't work out. But they have a legitimate chance. I don't want to say they have a great chance of, of being a Super Bowl contender this year. But they can make strides to hopefully in the next couple of years – Usually when a new coach comes in, a new regime comes in, they tell him, okay, five years, we want a title, right? That was the, that was the deadline that Steve Bashotti put on, on hardball when he got in there. That was the plan, and he was a year to, uh, ahead. But the problem is the Cowboys usually always Cowboy because you talk about an organization that gets more credit and more respect that hasn't did or accomplished anything in the last decade. I mean, that's some straight talk, straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Would you argue, though? Because I feel like, and by the way, why does Jerry Jones think your name is Raymond? Uh, it was a, a night he had been partying. He was lit. And I, I was like, hey, my name, hey, how you doing, Jerry? My name is Bart Scott. I play for the Ravens. He was like, oh, man, thanks for your service. I'm like, man, I'm not in the military. What are you talking about? <laughs> they was like, they said, hey, great to see you, Raven, Raymond. I'm like, no, I play for the Ra-. You know what? Never mind. Uh, I, I feel like, though, you know, as we look at teams coming in, and we're going to do this a lot over the course of the morning, looking at some of the teams that are getting to camp. The Cowboys, I think, uh, frankly, I'm high on. I think they're in a better <laughs> position. Like, yes, I know last year wasn't the year that everybody expected, but they lost their starting quarterback. And to your point, Mike McCarthy was brought into supposedly, we're all supposed to believe Jason Garrett was the problem. So right. no Jason Garrett. Now you have Mike McCarthy, but he loses his quarterback. I don't think we can really take much out of last year, first year with the head coach without their starting quarterback. This year is really the proof positive for me, but it's still an incredibly talented roster, and I think that Dak uh, comes back healthy. They should put themselves into the playoffs uh, conversation. Yeah, of course. I mean, listen, this team is not, it's not, it's never been a. Uh, talent acquisition or player acquisition problem there has been sometimes Dallas players feel emboldened to think that they're better than what they are because they have the star. That doesn't make you a good football player. You have to come together. You got to have some grit. You got to have some toughness. And, you know, like they say, attitude reflect leadership. Well, the, the, the attitude that they brought in there is Dan Quinn. He has a high standard of excellence on the defensive side, which is where they need to help because it's not from a talent standpoint. Like I said before, they have probably just as much talent, if not more, on that defensive side of the ball. When I look at that personnel and with all the coordinators that I have been with, uh, well, it's funny, oddly enough, because Mike Nolan was my first coordinator and he couldn't make chicken salad <laughs> out of nothing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. but, 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 but Rex would take a, a defense personnel like that. They have two legitimate pass rushers. And, and Gregory and Lawrence, they have three, like they could have the best in the deepest linebacker core with the addition of Parsons, right? And, 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 and Trayvon Diggs is a beast. And I think Calvin Joseph is going to surprise a lot of people. Reminds me a bit of a little Delta O'Neill, little, you know, no risk it, no biscuit on the defensive side of the ball. He may jump some stuff, give up some big plays. But then Keanu Neal is going to be that thumper that they need to come down and set a tone. Remember, Keanu Neal was Jamal Adams before Jamal Adams was Jamal Adams. The problem was he had two, a knee injury and a Achilles 
Achilles injury, and they set him back. He is a human hit stick. It's Key J and Z on ESPN Radio. Bart Scott, Jason Fitz. So we want to ask you guys to uh, yeah, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Oh, I just went Key J. I, and I Z. know when they remix. I mean, remixes, I, just, I thought no, it was Key J. Z. Key J. Z. Well, see, uh, it's, Key, it's a, Key wanted to have his this, own names. This Such is a great conversation. I've had this conversation internally a ton of times because I could see K J. and Z and I could see Key J. and Z because it's J. Will. So you know we can go either way. But you can tweet at Key J. and Z. You can also tweet Bart Scott fifty seven Jason Fitz. It's first day uh, of school. Everybody first day. Of school you got people you're looking forward to seeing you haven't seen all summer we want to know who you're super excited to see as we get in to training camp is there somebody that stands out to you a couple of players that you're super pumped to see well everybody knows right I'm a diehard Lions fan you know grew up idolizing Barry Sanders and that organization has held more great players hostage than any other organization I've ever talked about or ever seen, right? You know, you think about Calvin Johnson, you think about Barry Sanders, and now I'm thinking about Matthew Stafford, who finally got his freedom papers. He got released from the hole, and now he's out there in, in, in Los Angeles, and I know he took a hit with Cam Akers going down, but I think the world is going to witness his greatness, just how great of a quarterback he is, and he's going to be put in, in, in an opportunity with a real team, with a real coach, with a real organization, with a team that has the best defense in the league, and he's going to have an opportunity to play easy football, not put it all on his broad shoulders. We'll give you some more players we're looking forward to. I'm obviously going to throw in Raiders as often as possible. Everybody knows that. <laughs> So Henry Ruggs, we'll go with Henry Ruggs. Like, look, that's an easy solution for me. Just see what he can do uh, to step up. We'll break down everything you need to know about uh, camp throughout the course of the morning. Remember, you can tweet us at BartScott57, uh, at Jason Fitz, at KeyJNZ. Easy. Uh, you can also call us, 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Who are you most looking forward to seeing in the NFL? We'll get some of your calls mixed in throughout. But coming up... Giannis's impact might not just be only to Milwaukee. It might be to the entire NBA. We'll explain why. But first, Bart has this. Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, or even a truck that's just sitting in the garage that you've been waiting to sell? With RumbleOn.com, you, with RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and even if you're just looking to trade in. RumbleOn will pay you cash no matter what the make or model. See what RumbleOn can do for you by visiting RumbleOn.com. Fast bikes, faster kids ass. What a performance, and what a singular performance tonight from Giannis, who goes for 50 points. You know, people told me I can't make free throws. I made my free throws tonight, and I'm a freaking champion. I made them, and I'm supposed to make it. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN News. Bart Scott, Jason Fitz, in for the crew. Every time I look at that highlight, I was like, man, I didn't know Plexico Burris played basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I look at Portis. (laughs) So, you know, this is interesting because we're coming off an NBA championship, and what I'm trying not to do is be a prisoner of the moment, right? Because a week and a half ago, it was, well, maybe Giannis is a better Robin than a Batman. And then what did we watch in the NBA Finals? Is He went off for 50 points and really addressed everything that everybody... Like, we went from having conversations about the serious limitations to Giannis's game to stepping back and saying, holy cow, even when the whole world knows what he's doing, how he's trying to do it, he still does it. And yeah. and so I, I think part of this this legacy conversation has to start with understanding how good Giannis is particularly because that matters when we're putting context around the Bucks in this yeah. championship. But but also we had to put him in the right category about what he is, right? See, we were trying to put him in a category with the KDs, with the big wings and and, 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 and the stretch fours and all that type of stuff, right? Because we were seeing him as like a power four four. He's a center, right? He's just an athletic, in shape, you know, center. Right. So now when you say, okay, he's more like Shaq and everybody's like, oh, he's like a modern day Shaq. Now we can appreciate him because we didn't expect Shaq to hit 18 footers. We didn't expect Shaq to shoot great from the free throw. We expected Shaq to put in buckets, be physically dominant, dunk on people and block and protect the rim. And that's exactly what Giannis does. When you when you put in that context, then you can appreciate what he is because his body looks good. You expect him to do more because he's seven foot and he looks like KD, but he'll never be KD because KD's in a whole nother bracket. He's his own unicorn, but Giannis is like the Loch Ness monster. I just want to imagine a zoo that you walk into that has a bunch of unicorns and you don't yeah. like this one because Giannis, you're right, exactly. is like a totally different unicorn. Oscar Robertson, a Hall of Famer, was on an incredible show on ESPN Radio known as Spain and Fitz, which you can listen to from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Oh, Monday no, that's great. no, that's a great show. That's a great but, show. Th- great thank show. you very much. Uh, this is what Oscar had to say about Giannis and the legacy. It's been said about Giannis, oh, you know, he's this, he's that, he's so great. But, you know, they haven't, they haven't been to a final. They get, they get beat every year in, the, in, the, in, the, in one of these rounds and whatnot. Now he shut all that up. They can't say that anymore about it. Now he goes on to, hey, people want to know, can you win again? People are never satisfied, to be honest. I mean, they, <laughs> even though they had a great year, they overcame a, overcame a lot of adversity. But now they say, well, what about next year? I mean, he's 26 years old, two-time MVP, yeah. Defensive Player of the Year, and an NBA Finals MVP, and a champion. Like, at this point, I think it's important to recognize it because the other part of the conversation about what Milwaukee did, Bart, is mm. does it open up sort of the floodgates to everybody else in the NBA to look around and say, wait, we can do it that way too. Like, let's just draft and grow and be patient. We don't have to go out and, and do it the way the, the Lakers have done it or the way the Brooklyn was trying to do it. Does it open that door? First of all, did you, first I want to address, like, the big O, right? Uh, understand that you are what we say you are until you're not, right? We, we've heard that about all the great players. So, I mean, if he want to put himself in a great category, he's going to hit a criticism, right? We, LeBron heard a criticism all the way back from when he passed and, and, and didn't take the big shot and gave it to Danielle Marshall, right? <laughs> right. He, he, had to, he had to hear that, right? But, like, I think when you think about where he is right now and what the bar is, people are never satisfied because the great players get way more than one. We talk about Bill Russell with 11. We talk about Michael Jordan with six. We talk about LeBron with four, Tim Duncan with five, Kobe with five. So, if you want to be put into that room, that special room – 
like the high rise. Like, so it's only a certain level that, that you really get to go up to in the Hall of Fame, and it's, and it's reserved for the best of the best, right? The 1% of the 1%. Of, I don't even know if that's possible. You know what I'm saying? I got a associate's degree. But the fact that Giannis has put himself in the conversation. But I don't think that, you know, he'll ever win another one. I think, you know, every once in a while, like I say all the time, a broken clock is, twi- is right twice a, a, a day, right? And when you think about it, you know, you can get away with being patient like that in that market. You can't be paid. Nobody, no other markets. It depends on where, you car, where you're at. Location to location to location, right? You know, a place like Milwaukee has to be satisfied and happy that they have a star because they're a small market team. So they, they're embracing it and, they, and they, they're patient with them because they know they don't have a lot of options. There's not a lot of people banging the door down and say, hey, I want to be a free agent. I want to sign with Milwaukee. Oh, but I'm going to push back on that. Well, please do. You, you, you know I will. I mean, at some point, you got to look at it and say, what did we just see? I mean, the Deer District, 60,000 people outside yeah. Milwaukee. What else? Hell, what else you gonna do in Milwaukee? Uh, oh, I happen to like Milwaukee a lot. It's a fun city. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a great place, but I ain't never gonna visit. But like, hey, hey, kids, get in the car. We're gonna fly to Milwaukee. You gotta open up your mind, man. Like the Calderon Club, good restaurant, good Italian food. The bar scenes yeah, are good. You, you, Summerfest is the best mu- music festival maybe in the world. It's in Milwaukee. It's a week long. Let's go, Bart. There's yeah, a lot to yeah. Milwaukee. But if you're a free agent, you're looking at it and saying, okay, I know Giannis is gonna be there. I know he's going to be there for a long time. Yeah. And I know that they paid him, and he's willing to stay there. And he can do single-handedly what he just did. Now, I know that all of the stars had to align in some ways. Right. But you're presuming that going into next year, that Brooklyn's just going to suddenly be healthy. I don't know how we make that presumption. Like, that, that seems yeah. like that's a big – like, you have to give Brooklyn benefit of the doubt there and not give benefit of the doubt to Milwaukee and their ability to keep growing. Like, this is a 26-year-old it's, Giannis. It's the law of averages, right? It's the law of averages. Every once in a while, we see a non-super team, you know, win something, and we, we, we applaud them. Like, it's the Dirk Nowitzki's of the world, right? It's the Ben Wallace and Chauncey Billet Pistons. But more often, we see the dynasties. We see the many dynasties. If you look at who's been in the NBA Finals like the last 20 years, it's the usual suspects, right? You know, and you look at the history. It's normally the same organizations and franchises that win titles, and every once in a while, it's a blip here, like with Houston, a sneak too. Like, but usually when it's windows, those windows are open for a long time, and then they're closed, right? I don't know if this window, how long this window is open for Milwaukee, because we know that Philly's going to get better, and they're going to make some big moves. We know that Brooklyn is there. We know LeBron is coming back. We know the teams in the West. Like, this was the right timing for in the right situation for them to take advantage. That's why it's so disheartening that Chris Paul couldn't get his title, because that window for a small market team, the non-LeBrons, the non-Curries, you know, the, the, the non-KDs were open, and he missed it. Uh, you now know, I got to go back to maybe Cliff Paul should have showed up, you know, for the, for the, for the game seven. I'm just going to keep going back to something Monica McNutt, our ESPN NBA analyst, uh, said to me when I was here a couple of weeks ago. And she said, look, we got to stop looking at the stars we're used to and understand that there's a group of rising stars that are yeah. capable of doing what we just saw. And as much as we talk about, hey, LeBron and AD could get healthy and the Clippers could finally figure out how to not be the Clippers and Brooklyn might be able to get healthy, which also presumes that James Harden won't blow a big game like he's okay. done many times in his career. Like, oh, we look at all see, oh, he, James Harden is who he is and who he's not, yeah. right? So this was, we were talking about Giannis the same way. Oh, he's so great, but he, he has no basketball acumen. But the difference is Giannis is 26. Harden's not 26. Like, yeah, Giannis is still developing who he is in yeah, his story. See, but this is different. See, like, and this is what you're talking about, right? Like, when you think about Giannis's dominance, I think his window is a lot shorter than a player like 
KD or like Harden because their skill set and their basketball acumen is so well. Like to me, Giannis is a stretched out um, Russell Westbrook, right? And what happens is what happens when he loses that athleticism like all players do, his shelf life and his ending is going to be it's going to be like a supernova. It's going to be beautiful. It's just not going to last long. Speaking of supernovas, Team USA softball might be one right now. They're off to a much better start than their soccer counterpart counterparts in the sports return to the summer games for the first time since 2008. U.S. is 2-0 and with back-to-back one to nothing shutout wins on Wednesday night. The Americans beat Canada one nothing behind a one hit shutout by Monica Abbott. The summer game news and notes brought to you by California almonds, representing your country or representing your trivia team. Almonds are natural fuel for the best you. California almonds own your every day, every day. All right, we'll uh, keep arguing about Giannis throughout the break, but. We've got college football news on the horizon. Is the SEC paid to show Texas money. the horns down? And look, are we looking at massive change to college football? We might be. We'll tell you about it next. After part, gives you some straight talk. Man, I didn't even know I had well, to give you some straight you know, talk. But I'm ready. I'm with the straight talk. 5G is Woo! here. But the big carrier wants you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get on the action. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract and get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G. Man, I ain't never seen one of those. For only $295, all on America's best network, 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise, 5G capability, compatible, I'm sorry, I, get the glaucoma out of my device, required actual ability, availability, coverage and speed may vary. Mm. Coming up tomorrow on Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Ray Lewis, as our countdown to the NFL season continues. Ray Lewis with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, tomorrow morning at 9.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You, you got to bring it. Like, it's like crazy, right? Like people don't realize the biggest thug I ever played around was Matt Stover, the kicker, right? I've seen him throw powder on people, smack, smack receivers, smack them with Gatorade. And I'm telling you, man, Feinbaum is a thug, man. I know a goon when I, when I see one. We're, Feinbaum is a thug. We're going thug? Like, I, he's, wow. a, he's a goon. Like, I, I, He's a guy I would take to me in the bar fight. Oh, see, all right. I think that's probably fair. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Bart Scott, Jason Fitz 
in for the guys. Uh, you know, I'm more the talker. I think you're right, Paul. Yeah. No surprise to anybody. If I had a pick between you and Vine Bomb, I'm rolling with Vine Bomb. Wow. He's the guy that, that puts the cigarette on a, on a dude's head after we beat him up. I'm like four feet from you at this point, six feet from you, because everything's uh, very appropriately distanced. Well, you can t- you're truly compensated for something with all those tattoos and stuff. Yeah, That's well, there's no doubt about that. Like, I'm, a t- I'm five foot nine and a quarter, 165 <laughs> pounds. So you get tatted out because it gives you street cred. That's what I keep telling myself anyway. All right, uh, we're going to head over to the Goodyear hotline. We are joined by Paul Fine. Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show. Paul, this was what Brent Zwerneman said from the Houston Chronicle on your show yesterday about the SEC and possible expansion. With it out in the public and there not being any flat denials from anyone, from anyone with the SEC, from anyone from Texas or Oklahoma, things are going to move forward pretty rapidly. In fact, uh, my insider said that there could be an announcement within two weeks in terms of making this a 16-team conference. So, Paul, you buying it? Do you think the SEC is going to be a 16-team conference in the next few weeks? Thugs always buy stuff like that. You know that. Um, <laughs> I, I, man, I, I'll get to that in a minute, but let me answer your question. I, I absolutely do. This thing has been going on for a while, and, and, I, and I think uh, in, in covering many, many big stories, Jason, I have never seen one like this that, that, is so, that has such magnitude and such impact. With no denials at all. The commissioner of the Southeastern Conference, Greg Sankey, yesterday was asked about it. He said, I, I, don't, I don't respond to anonymous rumors. Now, that, that is a non-denial denial if I've ever seen or heard one. And, and there, there's so many layers of this that had to already be unpacked before we could get to this point yesterday. It's cl- it was clear to me in sitting there talking to Brent, and I'm a former newspaper hack, as you know, that this story was timed perfectly for the audience uh, that wasn't consumed by this yesterday. There were a couple other things going on. The story broke in the Houston Chronicle by the Texas A&M beat reporter as, as Jimbo Fisher was addressing the media at the biggest event of the year in the Southeastern Conference. Now, coincidences like that simply do not happen. Hey, Paul, why would the SEC want Texas or Oklahoma? I'm going to go thug on you here, Bart, because if they didn't take them, someone else would. Ah. And if you're the Southeastern Conference and, and you are the biggest and baddest guy on the street and two, and two of the, the biggest brands, the, mo- the most attractive entities in this, in this platform are suddenly saying, we want in and we're going somewhere. And if you don't want us, we'll go west, we'll go north, or we'll go east and you're the SEC, and you have the biggest television package about to go into effect in a couple of years on ESPN, and you have everything else going your way, you have your own conference network, you say, okay, let's sit down, let's figure it out. And the biggest obstacles really are what we were talking about a second ago. Where did this story come from? A lot of people think it came from Texas A&M to try to stop it, uh, but I don't think it can be stopped. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas uh, individually are powerful, Together, they're, they're unstoppable. If they want to go someplace, they're going. So what's all that do to – I mean, you talked to Ross Bjork, uh, who's the A&M athletic director, and he's made it clear that, you know, they'd like to be the only team in Texas in the SEC, which is cute. I mean, what's it do to that desire? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try to – that's great. I mean, I, I, I really like Ross a lot, and I can understand his frustration yesterday. But ultimately, there are 14 schools in the SEC – and, and if they find out, which I'm pretty sure they have, that they're not going to lose a dollar over this and the possibility of making 
tens of millions of dollars more because of the the value uh, are going down are going to happen down the road, then they will vote in favor. I, I think the bylaws uh, say that the, in the SEC, there, if there are three no votes, it, it can be stopped. Uh, the only two that I would think would would try to block Texas are their former brothers and sisters from the, the Big 12, Missouri and Texas A&M. I don't think anybody else is going to step to the plate. If you're Alabama it, it, and if you're Georgia and Florida, you're just saying, you know what, with, with the college football playoff about to go to 12 teams, with money flowing in here like, uh, you know, we're, we're Goldman Sachs, bring it on. Let, let, let's, let, let's just put everybody else to bed, even though we've been doing that anyway. Speaking about straight cash, homie, uh, what about uh, the comments of Nick Saban <laughs> yesterday uh, talking with his comments about the uh, NIL and Bryce Young, you know, potentially maybe getting a million-dollar endorsement deal without even being named the starter, and the fact that he said it's more about the brand. Was he recruiting the entire, uh, the entire country by saying, you come here, you ain't even got to be that good just because of the brand, you're going to get that straight cash? How did you figure that one out, my friend? Um, it's, <laughs> Stayed in the holiday industry. Here's the deal. And Bart, I tried not to go. You know, I don't. I don't know the language. So I don't. I don't want to get in trouble on ESPN Radio this early. But um, he he spoke on Tuesday, guys, in front of five thousand coaches in San Antonio high school coaches, and he said that. And then yesterday morning, in a group a meeting with some private uh, in a private group with some people, he said he didn't realize that the media was there. No, <laughs> no sure, Jason. <laughs> You speak in front of 5,000 people nowadays, and, and, and the most famous coach in college football didn't realize that. So yesterday, he acted like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say anything more about it. I mean, Nick Saban, for the first time, and I've covered this guy for 20 years, he really had nothing to say here yesterday. He wouldn't even comment on that. He said, I, I don't want to really comment on that because, you know, I could be wrong next year. I mean, it, it was I think he, I think he purposely did it. He sent the message out, and if you're a high school player in America, you got the text, you got the tweet, you got the notification. Bryce Young, million dollars, and that's all you needed to do. I mean, Nick Saban, he went home. I mean, he didn't need to recruit after that, did he? That's this is it's it's a little crazy though. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, Bart Scott, Jason Fitz in for the guys. We're talking to Paul Feinbaum. I mean, kind of slow dance with me here for a second, Paul, because a I just love the image of you and I slow dancing, but b importantly, like we're talking about Alabama, just the rich getting richer, the SEC expanding with two of the biggest brands in college football. Like I'm going to trust that at some point, if all of this continues to roll downhill, the Big Ten will figure out a way to to be competitive. But what happens to everybody else? Like what happens to football on the West Coast? Like how does anybody else matter in this equation? Let's go Silicon Valley. Well, they really don't, and they haven't <laughs> particularly uh, seriously for a while. So what's going to happen, Jason, is you're going to see, I think, the, the folding of the, of the Big 12. You can't survive without your, your two best products. I mean, wh- who's next in the Big 12? Uh, I, I, don't, I, I couldn't even tell you uh, what, the, what the next most attractive team is out there. So, you know, the ACC, I think, will pick somebody off. Uh, the Pac-12 will have to. The Big 10 will have to go shopping. And I think we're going to see another uh, wild, wild west gold rush here uh, in, in college football, and and you'll be you'll, you'll you'll basically see a bunch of super teams, and and you know, the SEC at sixteen. I'm not sure it stops there. Uh, you know, we we just may end up with two or th- with three super conferences, uh, and your only relevance now is you know, being in one of those and and getting in the college football playoff. 
I, mean, I can't wait till Silicon Valley gets involved and somebody's walking around with Amazon or something like that or or Google on their shirt. Look, I'm a, I mean, grew up in yes, Vegas. Yeah, like, I me. want UNLV football to suddenly join the Pac-12 <laughs> and then get all the they're casinos saying, to back them. Let's go. We try to do this with the Red. They try to do that to Brandon Rebels and Larry Johnson. Like, I know, hey. but now it's now it's all fair game, Bart. It's all allowable. Uh, Paul, any thoughts on obviously the other thing you just mentioned, the playoffs, right? Like that's your only hope for relevance. So we have some disagreements here as. You know, obviously Dabo says there aren't even 12 competitive teams, but this is what Mike Leach said at his press conference about whether or not a 12-team playoff is enough. It's never enough, but uh, I'll tell you what, I, uh, you know, Dr. Keenum, our president, uh, is on that committee, so I know they're in good hands, and so I think that part's uh, outstanding. I think uh, 12 teams is a huge step in the right direction. Uh, I personally would like to see 64. 64, Paul, you in? Come on, son. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're Mississippi State, you do want to see 64. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, by the way, Dabo's right. Uh, guys, we have this conversation every every November and December. There, are, there, weren't even four, there weren't even four deserving teams last year. I mean, Notre Dame got in after getting whacked by Clemson. So, I mean, that's really the problem right now. But it doesn't matter. I mean, this. What, what what really what common sense has 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 escaped college football right now? It's it, it's it's professional football, and you're going to get twelve whether it's in two years or four or five years. I think it's going to be sooner rather than later, and 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 and, that, and we're going to have playoffs. And you know the traditionalists uh, better you know go to ESPN classics. <laughs> you guys can follow him on Twitter at Feinbaum. Check out the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays on the SEC Network. Paul, as always, we appreciate you, my friend. Stay safe. Uh, get ready for a grind of guys, a season. Let me know. Who thank you, guys. Me. It was a pleasure. Let me know who you need me to whack. You know what I'm saying? He the boss. You know oh yeah. No, he he he's yeah. He just steps. I, Goo, I think Goo you're right. Goblin. Like Goo Goblin. Yeah. He, he like wink. Get him up out of here. It's, it's Keyshawn J. Will and Zoom and Bart Scott. Jason fits in for the guys on ESPN Radio. Hear me out. How much in this process of this conversation about Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, if that's real, how much of that is actually sort of tied to playoff expansion? Like one happening makes the other capable of happening because if there's no playoff expansion, you don't want to get stuck in a situation where losing to Alabama keeps you out of it every year, right? But if there is playoff expansion to 12 teams and suddenly at-large bids are there to be had – it makes going to the SEC more appealing for a school that doesn't have to just sit back and say, hey, we got, if we win the Big 12, we're probably in. Now, if you're Texas or Oklahoma, you're saying, I can get that cash, I can get a bigger share of the pie, yeah. and I still have a shot in an at-large bid given how tough the schedule will be. Right, exactly, because you're going to get benefit of the doubt because you're playing in the most popular you know, conference of all. I just wonder what happens to, to the Big 12 and how do they open up their bid and who are they going to try and attract from some other conference to come in and try and fill and, and, and get some TV deals. Because we didn't know it's all about that TV's money. Oh, oh my God. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. I mean, what prevents at that point the Big 12 from basically becoming the Mountain West, right? Like, I know that that's, that feels drastic to say, but yeah. uh, you, you, you can look right now at the investment, the amount of recruiting dollars, the amount of facilities, and say, okay, the SEC and the Big 10 and the ACC are dominant uh, they're dominant conferences. While the Big 12 has done so much good work in other sports, football is the cash king, right? Yeah. Like, So the fact that Big 12 basketball is really good and really ve- relevant, I-, I don't know that that keeps the conference alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, man. It's the wild, wild west, but it's exciting because we're talking about it. And there's so many pivotal decisions that's going to you know, really shape the future of college football and college sports all together, man. I love it, man. Like, I'm, I'm here for all that. I'm here for all the smoke. 
Now, I think part of it to me is always going to be right now, if I'm college football, college football fans hate change. Like, they absolutely yeah. hate everything about change. So just rip all the Band-Aids off at once yeah. right now. Like, yeah. while we're talking about name, get image, likeness, in. everybody's mad. Just do playoff expansion, change the conferences. Right. Like, get it all done in the next month, and that yeah. way everybody can quit their complaining. Yeah, I mean, like, some of these rules won't take effect for, like, five years. I, I mean, I want to – I hate that, right? They're so, they're so slow to move and, and so slow to come into to fruition, man. I, I just want them to do something and, and, and modernize the game because, listen, the, the average fan has a – you know, you, you got a fan base that's, that's dying off man and, and your fans are becoming younger and younger you got to do more to keep them intrigued yeah a, a thousand percent it'll be interesting to see how college football handles this but again the fact that there's been no real denials from anybody <laughs> says something speaking of saying something unbelievably the new version of terrific tom tom brady has again spoken <laughs> it's like a, a tradition now. Yeah. Tom Brady speaking and everybody just clamoring for every ounce of it. Now, look, I love personality-driven Tom Brady. Like, I'm all in for having a little bit of fun. I'm all in for uh, the way they sort of approach it. And, and smiling Tom is nice, Bart. But Tom Brady, again, has the everybody talking. It, it, what? The son to do that to Oh, yeah. Well, and, and by the way, he gets better looking, like, every, every single year. Like, it's, it's really a delight. I, I mean, I, 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 there's so many reasons to be jealous of Tom Brady. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, he's a superhero. Like, I told you, anybody with a cleft chin is a superhero. They think of all the great <laughs> superheroes, they all got a cleft chin. The first time he – if he shows up to training camp with the cape, my, then, then I'll finally, I'll finally look. The only thing that will ever really make me a fan is when he admits that it was a fumble and there's no such thing as a tuck. Like we all know how that should have gone down. But other than that, a cape is close second. Now he was on a Sirius XM town hall with Jim Gray, and he was asked if he was willing to share what team he was referencing on the shop when he talked about the teams passing on him. Teams know who the, who were probably interested in. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, everyone's got a choice to choose. You know, I think what you realize is that there's not as many smart people as you think. You know, it's just the reality. I think it's some, it'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no thanks. We're, we're good. You know, I, in my mind, I'm kind of thinking, okay, well, let me go, let me go show those teams what they're missing. And at the same time, let me go prove to the team that did bet on me and the team that really showed that they really wanted me and committed to me that I'm not going to let them down. You like it? I love I love when guys go third person and they you know put themselves hey, he put himself I mean all you got he Ray used to do this all the time. Ray would always have these like visions about the dream that he had and why he was so great. And he would put himself like you know, I was dreaming it was me, Genghis Khan, and like, you know, you know, Shaka Zulu. Like, all right, thanks, Ray. <laughs> like, appreciate it. Right? Yeah, we get it. You're great. You know, Tom Brady's finally hit that part that point where I, where I love when guys you know come of age and being around older people now that I'm retired, right, from football. Like they have zero BS in them, right? They, they don't have time to try and mask their true feelings. So they just let it out. And right now we're watching Tom Brady and his advanced age. So I ain't got time to be trying to front like I got all this humble pie. I am as good as Gretzky. I am as good as Michael Jordan. I'm on that Mount Rushmore of greatest players of all time. Not just football, of all time. I'm one of the greatest champions to ever play sports. And, and I don't disagree with anything you just said. 
I think it's a little bit of oversimplification to compare all of these situations. So, I mean, like, if you're coming, if you're Tom Brady coming into it, and you know, we can easily forget any of the questions that were there a year ago, but if you're a team trying to figure out how to move forward on a three- or five-year plan and trying to figure out what you're doing balancing salary, like, I, I can at least find a path to why a team could have had some hesitation without the benefit of the doubt of seeing the body of work that he put up with Bruce Arians. Like, yeah. it, it, that, to me, can make sense. Yeah, because, I mean, I think Tampa was the perfect destination because, you know, you saw a team that was able to support Jameis Winston, and Jameis Winston threw for 50, 50 uh, what, 5,000 yards almost, and if Jameis Winston can do that. What can Tom Brady do that with taking out, you know, the the, the turnover? So we and it was perfect situation. And why Tom is always going to be able to to be able to be a winner because he's a he's a humble superstar, right? You know what I'm saying? His wife's loaded. You know what I mean? So he don't have to get all the cheese on the taco. You look at everybody else like Peyton Manning. Everybody wants to complain. Aaron Rodgers, right? You know, Tom can go ahead and put some money back on on the table, and that's why he can say, "Give me Gronk." That's why he can say, "Give me Antonio Brown." How you gonna tell this man no? And he's coming in at twenty five million dollars when we just watched. Dak Prescott get fifteen more million dollars a year than Tom Brady, so of course that's why he's able to do that, and he's deserved it. So, Bart Scott, Jason fits in for the guys. You said all the cheese on the taco. You're still in fabulous shape. Or like, do you eat a lot of cheese on the taco? Because it seems like cheese is a little bit of a splurgy item, right? Well, well I'm more of a hazelnut truffle guy. You know what I'm saying? Bougetto is what we call it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little ghetto, but I'm a little truffle? bougie at the same time. Like what? 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 what do you even, I don't even know what hazelnut truffle is. Is it good for me? Well, well not at all. But I outgrew, okay. outgrew Reese cups. You know what I'm saying? That's when I was struggling to scrape, you know, some coins together. You Look, know what I'm saying? Dave Roberts and the crew will put some cheese in my pocket. I mean, the Reese's cups are still a delight. I don't know oh, what you're is. talking about. No, like, no it is. It my... is. But you, you think if you think Reese's cups are good, go get you a hazelnut truffle with some like some like hazelnut. Um, like pixie dust on it, man. So I'm learning it, that listen, it would change your life, man. Sweet tooth there on Bart Scott? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more chocolate than I am than, than like like desserts. I don't like desserts and pastries and stuff like that. Give me some good old chocolate. Give me anything with sugar. You can tell like I'm trying to eat clean and work out at this point because yeah, anytime yeah. somebody says sugar, all I like it just I just go yeah, down the yeah, entire yeah. entire rabbit hole. Look, I, I think with, when it comes to Brady, you made a great point with Bruce Arians. By the way, you know we forget that Jameson Winston for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. We just eliminate that portion of the conversation to talk about the interceptions he threw. And to me, that's one thing that we'll always have to look at. As we look at the body of work, taking nothing away from Brady, it was the right combination, the right yeah. ingredients together at once. And, and like Jameis Winston is the, lo- the wrong guy to ever say no risk and no biscuit because he's hungry for it. <laughs> you know he gonna risk it. Like, well, we didn't we didn't mean risk that much. Like, damn man, have some have some self control. He's in triple coverage. You know what I'm saying? And listen, man, like I know yesterday we had a milestone, right? The second billionaire to go to space. But I tell you what, man, Bruce Aaron's looked like he was on top of the side. Like, man, he looked like he was next to the sun. Did you see him at, at the White House? Uh, yes. I mean, <laughs> he looked look like Mr. Crab from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> the hell like he matched his merlot suit oh my I love, god I listen 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 i tell you what he's the coolest he's the coolest head coach in the league i love me some bruce aaron all What's right up, i'm gonna tell you I next you, up why you. one team is out of the super bowl contention next